Hey everyone, great to have you listening. I started podcasting about eight years ago, and since then, there has been a massive change in how we produce, promote, and grow podcasts. With a 23 and a half year over year growth, it's estimated that there will be over 500 million podcast listeners worldwide by the end of this year. And as of March 2023, there are over 5 million podcasts with 70 million episodes between them. Joining me today is Zach Marino, co-founder and CEO of Squadcast, and Deidre Shen, co-founder and CEO of Capshow, to discuss entrepreneurship and the rapid growth of podcasting platforms. To support the show, visit chrishood.com slash show. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, follow us on social media, or you can email me directly, show at chrishood.com. I'm Chris Hood, and let's get connected. Connecting. Access granted. It's the Chris Hood Digital Show, where global business and technology leaders meet to discuss strategy, innovation, and digital acceleration. Five, four, three, two, one. Your digital evolution starts now. Here's your host, Chris Hood. Welcome to the show. I am so excited about today's topic because it's around something I'm passionate about and, of course, something that you are currently listening to, podcasting. And we have two incredible guests to join us today to discuss this. So let's get right into it. Zach, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and Squadcast? Happy to. And Happy to be on the show again. Thanks, Chris. Uh, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Squadcast.fm. We're a cloud recording studio for professional content creators, and we have deep roots in the uh, in getting our start with the podcasting community and expanding to video and YouTube and audiobooks and all of those things. Sort of like Zoom on the surface, but way much higher quality recordings. And we have some uh, unique technology that is patented that helps us uh, helps us deliver on that value proposition. So been at it close to seven years now and uh, really stoked to uh, collaborate and partner with folks like Deirdre and yourself. So thanks uh, again for having me on today. Yes. And I have used Squadcast now for two years, I think. And we're recording this episode right now with Squadcast. So it's awesome. Deidre, would you mind introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about Capshow? Yeah, thanks for having me here, Chris. I'm super stoked about this conversation. Um, so Deidre Shen, I am the CEO and co-founder of Capshow. Capshow is an AI-powered podcast content writer. So essentially, our users upload their audio file in, and in under 10 minutes, uh, we create title, description, show notes, social media captions, email, blog posts, LinkedIn article, YouTube description. We pull out quotes, full transcript, all the things that a podcaster needs to amplify their voice and message. That is awesome. I can't wait to dive into that. And what's interesting, and I think maybe this is where we're going to start because we've positioned this episode as podcasting platforms. And so there's a lot of people in my audience that are business focused. And if we think about a business that is trying to understand both of your technologies and what it really means to them, what would we tell them? What it means to them, yeah. So for from our perspective, it's very much about getting time back. Podcasting is hands down, I think, the best medium for you to grow that know, like, and trust. There's debates about how effective it is in terms of generating leads and stuff. I, myself, I started podcasting when I was a 
coach, you know, a couple of years ago. And it was the reason why I was able to do multiple six figures in my coaching business because of podcasting. Um, so I'm a big believer in this medium, in generating leads, in building no like and trust with your audience so that by the time it's like, it becomes a no brainer for them to just buy into you. They're already bought into you with their time and their, their ears. They're just, you know, it's that one step further to buy into you with their money. And it's just such a natural step to take. So First of all, super like pumped about this space um, and what it can do for businesses. And I think that, you know, with the advent of tools like Capture, like Squadcast, like all of the others that we see coming into the space, it really is to solve the problem of podcasting can take some time. Like if you don't, if you're not using these tools, if you're not using Squadcast, your recording quality is going to be a lot lower than it should be. And that affects things like how long a listener how long you retain a listener for, but even how a listener even just like wants to listen to you in the first place, if that makes sense. Like if in the first two minutes you don't have audio quality, it's really hard for someone to stick with you. Um, so things like that, Squadcast, likes the Squadcast made it so much easier. And where we fit in is we want to make the whole, um, the publish, the copy part of publishing and post publishing that much simpler for people. We're not 100%. It's AI, so we're never going to profess to be, but we'll get you 70, 80% of the way there. You put your tweaks, your tone of voice overlays on it, and you have literally all those assets I rattled off, like at your fingertips, ready to go. And that is powerful in terms of, because I struggled growing my podcast. So to get the word out there about your podcast and importantly about what it is that you stand for, about your message, your, you know, your brand, all of that. We've made it so much easier. Yeah, and thank you for those kind words about Squadcast, Deirdre. Uh, we feel the same about Capshow, and I think quality is at the core of of our focus at Squadcast. Our mission is to amplify collaboration, so we're big on helping creators have those uh, have those connections and not need to worry about the technology and feel that confidence that the quality is going to be there so that your post-production AI can be that much more accurate. You can reach your audience that much faster um, with services like like Deirdre's. And I think we think of the platform, um, how, how we use it is in two real different ways. There's the conversation as a platform, which our technology can build interesting things on top of, like to Deirdre's point about the amount of time this can take. If you had to uh, record the audio for your show and then record separate videos, that's like double the work right there just in time. Then how many iterations are you going to do on that in post-production, right? So that's even more time. Uh, with Squadcast, you hit the same button, you get more files. You get the audio and the video, and it's the, uh, it's the same conversation at the core of it. I think that that emphasis on just kind of forgetting about it, but then getting the higher quality to work with for your audience, like a lot has been said in podcasting about intimacy and how this is how this is a very deep connection with our audience because our ears are so sensitive. We're kind of to put on headphones or listen to something is to kind of focus on that, even if they're passed through or you're in the car or something. You're focusing a very sensitive sense, like our ears are much more sensitive than our eyes are. And that's why, you know, 30 frames per second versus 48 kilohertz, right? Like this is something where our eyes are a little more forgiving when it comes to uh, the quality that we're watching. Our ears are far less. And I think that that intimacy is a big part and at the core of what a podcast can do in terms of audience connection over that feed. It just doesn't come for free. And that's when I think the quality 
can really become a distraction. If you have poor quality audio, it's going to take you more time to fix and post when you can be using that time to your advantage to connect with your audience or add more production value. So I think there's a number of benefits to to focusing on the quality. You get that intimacy. You don't squander that relationship with your audience. And you really are showing them that you care about their experience consuming your product. And that's where I think those connections get even deeper. You both touched on the technology aspect of this. And obviously, the technological advancements we've seen over the course of the last just two years have completely transformed podcasting. When I produced my first podcast, we had no Squadcast. We had no AI tools available easily to be able to generate content for us. How has technology impacted these elements that we're talking about? How are you thinking about that in both of your businesses? So obviously we are powered by AI. That's you know core to, to our offer and what we do. We were the first actually in the podcasting space. Uh, we launched nine months ago. We went live. And obviously since then, the likes of ChatGPT and it has just really blown up, you know, the what we know about AI, uh, which is awesome. And since then, you know, I've had to really think long and hard about what it is that our stance is in this AI space, uh, because it's very easy to just think about the technology and lose sight of what it is that, where it is that humans, like fundamentally who we, like creators play a part in that being in the AI space, we needed to take a stance. It's like, okay, are we going to be one of those AI, like it's about the technology and it's like, hey, you can do everything with AI. You can script your podcast. You can get an AI voice, you know, like you can do all of these things. And we had to be like, no, like, you know, the the beauty about what it is that we do in terms of capture is that we use AI, we use the technology in order to enhance what it is that makes us more human, right? Like we want to be able to save time so that we can actually spend that time being more creative and doing things that make us more creative, whether that's spending more time with family or doing hobbies or anything else. That's the stuff that juices our creativity, which then goes back in the cycle of creating better content. And so when we think about our role from an AI platform perspective, it's how is it that we can, I call it, and it, it takes a bit of, you have to, I have to spell it out, but it's like we're in this humanity era, right? This humanity, but with AI in it, humanity era, <laughs> where it's like, how do the, right, the humans and AI, like, how do we play together in a way? And it's like, fundamentally, as the creators, as the humans, we need to be the ones, it's our voice, it's our expertise, it's our experiences, it's our stories, that is us. Where AI then plays a part, and definitely where Capture plays a part, is just we, you know, we kind of take hold of that and we amplify it. So I get this question asked all the time. What's the difference between, between Capture and ChatGPT? ChatGPT is a general AI. It will just, you ask it questions and it will go out into the, you know, all of the data up until 2021 and it'll bring back an answer for you. We're a specialist AI, right? We focus very much on your content, which is all about your stories, your expertise, your, you know, your voice, like all of that. And that's what we create content for. So that's, so when I say we amplify your voice and message, like I actually, that's what I actually mean. Like Capture amplifies what it is that you put into it. Yeah. And even the way that we're, we're about to actually launch Capture 2.0, 
next week at the time of this recording. I know it's so exciting. And we actually rebuilt like the way that users interact with Capture because of this philosophy. So we've made it so, so much more customizable, way more flexible. It is in the hands of the creator. Like they control all the aspects of the content that they want to put out there. AI just makes it, gives them that really solid first draft, again, anchored in their content to be able to then, you know, really supercharge that so that they can be more human. I think it's similar for us. And um, AI comes to life in our in our product in a number of different ways, but just advanced technologies in general, right? We've been pushing it with our recording engine. I, met, I mentioned our patent. We're extending that even further with progressive rendering. The philosophy is very similar at Squadcast where we, we try to get out of the way and not distract. And we try to connect real people and make it as close to reality as possible, which is why our conversation provider on Squadcast is is using some technology from our friends at Dolby because uh, we felt that the quality gets you as close to the the real life conversation as possible with things like spatial audio, which is some of their AI fancy footwork. So I think that what we focus on is like providing creators with that human connection so that they're not having to worry. There's a ton of anxiety. Is a black box? Am I going to get my recordings after I click stop? And I think that's another area where we're proud at Squadcast to serve our creators with having pushed that boundary of the reliability forward in a number of ways. Introducing things like backups and just progressive upload in general is much more bulletproof if uh, the power goes out or something like that. And I think that in terms of enhancements to to the points that Deirdre made is we have uh, we have some of those capabilities too to do things like loudness normalization and background noise reduction. These are all things that you can do non-destructively after you've recorded with uh, with just a second version of your file that has been enhanced with your settings. So it's very human in the loop. Yes, there's AI doing that signal processing to remove your dog from like barking at that really important moment or just get your S's a little softer and you and your guests sounding like you're at the same level. We probably all listen to podcasts where like the host is coming in at one volume and the guest sounds like they're like a million miles away um, on a cell phone in a train. You know, I think that that's something that you can do. Uh, you can totally record from that train on Squadcast, but I think that the the quality is going to be going to be the focus there. So we can't build AI that's going to like change your soundscape environment, but we can do things uh, with tooling and controls after and post-production to save you a ton of time. So you're not having to fiddle around with like Adobe Audition or Pro Tools presets and stuff like that. And when, when your file is, is the source of it is, uh, is really that, that human connection, I think the, uh, the technology just serves to enhance and, and amplify it thereafter. Uh, so it's kind of like the right tool at the right step of the workflow. And at our step of the workflow, when we're here in the Squadcast Cloud Recording Studio, it's about the people. And yes, you should be able to get to your microphone settings if you need to adjust them. But like we do a lot of things in our design work to make sure that we're not introducing distractions. You both touched on it, the human element. And I think this is actually fascinating because if we really dissect it, even us as humans, as we engage with content, whether it's watching or listening, we are now so quick to question if what we are listening to is real. So exactly to your point, whether it's AI or whether is this a real conversation or has this been deep faked in some way and the human element is so critical in building, basically in business, in building loyalty and trust and connectedness. 
So the fact that we are talking about the human element of the technology is definitely something that I talk about a lot that we can't lose and we have to keep a firm grasp of in order to be really successful with our listeners or customers. I could not agree more. Um, I am waiting, Chris. I, I did ask you if you we, we, were going to use a video and, and you said maybe not. So I'm waiting for the deep fake video to come out. <laughs> you just got us like with the soundscapes that you're going to find underwater or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I could not agree more in terms of like the intimate, you know, and, and Zach touched on this, that, that intimacy part, you know, the reason why podcasting is such a powerful medium is because you can't get any more intimate really, right? You can't get closer to the brain than, than the ears. And it is such a nuance, you know, sound is, is so nuanced in terms of, you know, pitch and uh, undulations or, you know, the, all of that. And that is actually what connects us. You know, I had, uh, in my first podcast, I remember when I, um, asked a, a new client who'd signed up to my, to my coaching program and I was asking her how she found out about us and it was through the podcast. And she's like, yeah, you know, I listen to you so much that my three-year-old daughter is now speaking with an Australian accent. <laughs> You know, but it's like, it's things like that where you kind of go, there is so much power in how it is that we sound. And, and when we make mistakes, when there is a little bit of arms and, and we do kind of stumble, like that is human. That's the human part of us. And that's the bit that we connect to each other. Like we don't want to be following and listening to someone who's like absolutely perfect because it's like, well, that's A, that's never attainable for us as, again, as humans, but B, that's just not fun. It's, you know, like we want to see our idols and, and people that we follow make mistakes and, um, and things like that. So yeah, I, I just, I think that it's so, the more that we can hold on to the human part, especially in podcasting, which is such a, as I, I, again, you know, I'm a big fan of the, the medium itself. It's, I think the, the more that we can, hold back what's potentially coming if anyone buys into the dystopian view of AI, singularity, all of that. You know, I have a dystopian view of AI and as much as possible that we can hold that back by being more human in all of these things, then the better. I think it's also fascinating that all of the predictions were that the creative fields were going to be the harder stuff for AI to tackle. And we're seeing it kind of play out in reverse where a lot of the businessy stuff, this Bing thing is going to create my PowerPoint for me now. That came after MidJourney. And Chris, I mean, you get the credit for being the first to show me MidJourney. It just happened to be when we were together in Anaheim. You know, we've been living through a pretty magical moment here with kind of the awakening of more general. I don't think we're I don't think we're too AGI yet uh, by by any imagination, but it's starting to feel a bit more general, right? And and that's that's both concerning because these are very powerful technologies, but at the end of the day, right, it does come back to the people like we've all been saying in this conversation. Technology is inert. It's the people who make decisions with that technology to do good or bad things with it who are at the center of it, similar to the debate on firearms or other things, right? You, you need, there's a person making a choice. And I think that that's where these agents extend that ability but they're a tool. And the human story has always been about the evolution of tools. And that's how I think about technology just at its core is that fire, a stick, 
you know, and here we are on Squadcast and Cap Show uh, many, many years later using more powerful tools that help us do more in less time, being productive, increasing GDP, all of that stuff. That was one of the fascinating things with the SVB banking collapse that I think came out uh, is just we forget how much GDP technology companies contribute to our whole nation's growth. I'm proud to be part of that. So we talk about tools. And at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned a stat. There's roughly 500 million people worldwide listening to podcasts. And if we think about that number, and we think about all of the tools and technologies and the platforms that are being built around podcasting, do either of you see a correlation with the ease of getting into the industry and the consumption of podcasting? Yeah, I, I can't say I've specifically thought about this question, so it's a good one to, to try to wrap my head around right now. But just by by nature of the fact that when there's more content and there's more people talking about it, then, you know, naturally there's going to be more people who, you know, are curious. They, you know, they, they find their first thing and then their second thing and uh, it kind of snowballs from there. So I think there is a natural cause and effect relationship there. I just think as well, like, it's kind of like any platform really you know when Instagram started and Facebook and now TikTok and so like it does need a bit of time to gain a bit of traction but then very quickly there's like an you know an exponential uptake in it so podcasting has been a little bit slower than the social media platforms but I think it's kind of the same thing we're getting we're hitting that point of like it's absolutely taking off by way of yeah listeners if we think about something like YouTube, which is a platform that generated a mass amount of influencers and YouTube stars, and now we're seeing you know, individuals like, we'll say Joe Rogan, who are making massive amounts of money by podcasting, maybe there's an influencer perspective that we're seeing now it's easier to build podcasts, so I think I can be successful at it. I'm going to go do it as well. Yeah, we've seen a, a momentum towards making podcasting easier and lowering the barrier to entry. And, uh, you know, we're proud at Squadcast to play a part in that. But I think coming back to the the humanity of it, I mean, we've done experiments and there are other people in the pod, other products in the podcasting space that do things like an async interview where you can pre-record your questions or maybe you have a deep fake follow up question or something like this. It wasn't human, you know, it wasn't human enough and it resulted in weird things. And I know people who use that and it's fine, it's got its place, but I think that's where we've seen experiments happen and, and also not work. I think that needs to be okay. That's something that's very core to the culture of startups in Silicon Valley. And I think, you know, podcasting being a medium born of the internet and technology is a big part of that. Social media is its own platform and these influencers are are the apps that are installed on top of them and they're the ones who create meaningful engaging experiences on these platforms for other people to engage with much like the app store did post iphone so i think that we're we're in an interesting time because we're also just got recent news that chat gpt is adding plugins and squadcast being the first uh, the only in our cloud recording studio category to have a public API, we're absolutely going to plug into that. We're on the wait list, you know, we're, we're stoked about getting that up. And that'll be really interesting to see what happens there. I think, uh, you know, as another experiment, nobody knows if that's going to work, but it does feel like this might be kind of another app store moment. 
you know, and uh, a lot of people built a lot of really cool things on top of the iPhone. And that, that's still playing out. I mean, these are relatively recent uh, experiences and devices still in terms of human history. So I think there's a lot of creativity that will be expressed. Creators as apps on top of social as a platform, I think, is a, like a really cool way to, to think about it. Because then what is a collaboration between two creators, right? It's a, it's a partnership similar to how uh, Cap Show and Squadcast have done webinars and created content and cool stuff for our creators together. Uh, so that's where I think these are uh, these are very exciting times. And yeah, Joe Rogan's just like the, the killer app, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> so let's go back into our personal lives. What got you into podcasting and how did that influence your platforms that you both built? I actually forget about this, but I actually attempted. I tried to, podcasting for the very first time. Gosh, I think it would have been like 2017 or something. And it was incredibly complicated to try to work out. Like I did not understand it. I just, I just so I gave up. I, I did buy a microphone and then I just couldn't figure out how to use it, how to do anything else. So that was like my first attempt. I forget that I tried to do that. Uh, but meaningfully, I actually um, got into podcasting not that long ago, like two to three years ago. Um, I had just transitioned from a, an agency business to a coaching business, helping in digital marketing, actually helping e-commerce businesses. And, uh, you know, all the experts say, if you are in um, the coaching space or some kind of expert space, you've got to have a podcast because that's just the best way to a find your voice, but also to actually to build a message um, and a platform. And so that's why I got started podcasting. And it was a little bit of a, uh, I still hadn't figured any of the editing stuff out. Luckily, there were more tools. So, you know, back to what you were saying before, Chris, like, yes, the the being able to access better tools has made it so much easier. So I did not give up just after, actually, I didn't even have, I think I had one episode back then, but, and then I gave up. So I did not give up after just one, which was great. And it was actually the way that I built my coaching business because growing a podcast is like growing a business. You know, you have to put all of the same marketing efforts into it. You have to be leveraging a lot of the same platforms. And it was through that process that I was like, wow, this is a lot harder than it looks. How do I actually try to make this simpler for myself? And that's really how Capture came about. We see the same parallels. We've talked a lot on on our podcast, Between Two Mics, the remote recording show. My co-founder, Rock, and I have talked a lot about this very topic where there are a lot of parallels between content creators are indie indie creators are essentially bootstrap startups in a different arena. But to your point, Deirdre, the amount of work is very similar. And that's where I think the barrier to entry has been lowered. But the uh, the, the the work was significant to start out with. I mentioned my my co-founder Rock. He actually got me uh, into podcasting as a listener back when when I was in high school and he was in college. And I stayed that way for a long time because I just have a really insatiable addiction to to learning new things. And I like to go deep very quickly on like a topic that you know, I just found this morning or something like that. And I found that podcasting is the most efficient way to kind of go from zero to 60 on a topic because of the level of expertise and and then the editing and crafting of this, this conversation that we get to consume is really efficient in that way. And it wasn't until years later where I kind of wanted to do a startup and then gave up and was like, couldn't come up with ideas that would stick. I would basically kill them all very rigorously, like very quickly. And it wasn't until I took a step back and was like, I need to get out of my comfort zone and create something in a new medium. And I wanted to do a science fiction audio drama because I had recently discovered that their fiction wasn't really a thing in podcasting until 
you know, around 2016. And that just blew my mind. Like imagine if you were to walk into a bookstore and it was all nonfiction. So it's like this whole other side to the coin that just seemed like it was completely untapped. And it made perfect sense because of radio dramas and things like that, that we've seen in the past, really compelling creative experiences created that way. Um, that's where I made the jump from listener to, to creative. And we kind of assumed because in 2016, podcasting had been around for, for a little while at that point, we assumed that our problem was kind of a, a solved problem, that remote recording had to be a thing because podcasting had been around for a while. Surely somebody would have created something that made this easy and high quality. And we just kept uh, not finding the answer and being really disappointed by the previous attempts of the technology that kind of preceded Squadcast. So that's where it honestly, it stopped us in our tracks. We we're like, okay, we're not going to do this. I'm going to do some other creative project. And then about a week later, I started to see that that was an opportunity to build something new that had a focus on recording quality for people who didn't have the luxury of being in the same room. And uh, my co-founder and I both had been exposed to remote work and I have a creative background having gone to art school and built a bunch of stuff. So it was like, kind of obvious to us that these two things would kind of intersect and that there would be more creators needing to connect from more places. Like you're going to run out of guests in your city eventually, and you're going to need to connect with people in Australia and all over the world. And the more we can connect these people, the more that we get this, uh, this rich improvisation of these conversations that you didn't necessarily know where you were going to end up when you started that conversation, like, like we're doing right now. You know, I love the library bookstore analogy. Actually, I thought of an idea a couple of days ago. I haven't done enough research on it, but I want to do a choose your own adventure podcast where the listeners get to decide what the next episode is. And I think the parallels that you're saying between building a business and building content is exactly right. The number one comment that I often hear is, oh, it's a podcast. That's pretty easy. Let's put one together. Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> it's not that easy. Yeah. Try it for 10 minutes and, uh, and get back to me. <laughs> and so on that, we've all been through this journey together in various stages. What are some of the lessons you've personally learned in building your companies and producing podcasts? Oh, wow. So many. <laughs> Where do I even start? Um, so, okay. Why don't I, I, well, why don't I start with something that's pretty topical, which is the kind of what happens maybe in an entrepreneurship journey when you kind of, it feels like you're, you're kind of blindsided by like this huge event that happens. Um, and then the increased competition that comes off the back of that. So that's like, for me, very topical for context. We went live, uh, with Cap Show July, mid July last year. So 2022. And then basically ChatGPT came out, out, gosh, January, February, around about that time. Um, and I was actually really excited. So I'm always, I always, I'm an optimist. So I always see the good and I'm like, oh yes, finally, we don't have to like educate people in AI anymore. They're doing all of that for us. Um, and then I remember going to a meetup, a local meetup here in Austin. And, um, you know, I was just having a really nice chat with someone and then, you know, they mentioned ChatGPT and I'm like, yeah, you know, have you started using it? It's amazing. And then, and she's like, she kind of like taps me on the shoulder. She's like, it's like, it's okay. Competition happens to everyone. And I'm like, what do you mean competition? And I was like, and that's kind of what started this spiral of me going like, is it competition? Like what's going to happen to us? And, and I kind of came out of that 
stronger by way of having clarity around the important things, clarity around who it is that we serve um, first and foremost and, you know, our position in the space and, and what it is that we do. We're big fans of ChatGPT, but since then obviously there's been a lot more, I guess you could call them direct competitors in the space, you know, a lot more um, content or copywriters in the podcasting space. And, you know, I get the same kind of immediate responses when I find out about anyone, which is like, oh, oh no, what's this going to mean? And even recently, for example, like, the, you know, like they're, they're using the same terminology as us. They're literally using the same stories and the same points of view. And I'm like, you know what? They say that imitation is the best form of flattery. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'm going to take it that way. Cause I know that they're on my list. I know that they follow our emails. I know that they've been following Tupanor. You know, a lot of them are trying to um, beat us with some of the, like to, to the punch with some of the things that we're rolling out soon. You know, all of this is happening. And it's like, there's a part of me that just kind of wants to curl up in a corner and hide away from the world. <laughs> you know, Like just be like, why did I decide to do this? This is too hard. All that. But I think there's a bigger part of me that believes in what it is that we're doing and how we're doing it. That is like, no, we stay true to who we are. We stay true to who we serve. Again, the same things, who we serve, what our position is um, and what it is that we're doing. And, you know, that ultimately should just drive us all the time, always as entrepreneurs or creators. I really appreciate you keeping it real, Deirdre. Um, we have a similar story, but for us, it was COVID and a bunch of copycats because now every software needs to be remote collaborative. So uh, who did what first? Look it up. Yeah, I think that that's where it's validating. But um, to answer your question from from my perspective, Chris, is really listening. I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive because podcasting, we tend to think of people speaking for a living, being professional communicators. But again, there's a whole nother side to that coin, right? Like the listening. And we are really big on listening to the creators that we serve. We have a tremendous gift being in podcasting that they speak for a living and they're fairly articulate and know how to communicate. So we, we focus on listening um, and being a recording platform, right? Our, our platform focuses on, on listening when you want us to, when you control it. And I think that that's where uh, again, it's it's very human in our our intentions of listening and kind of getting out of the way and building what people uh, find value in and and helps them create value for their audience. Uh, because again, these are like startups, so we focus on that aspect of what we create is is listening to these creators and having a dialogue and building tools that help build things for their listeners. I've had the privilege of knowing Zach and his co-founder Rock for a few years now. We've met several times and, and I can't state enough how much they care about their customers in this point of listening. It's one of the things that I drive often is you have to understand what your customers want in order to be able to deliver something of value to them. And I think that is a huge point for any entrepreneur out there to constantly be aware of is not just what is your idea and how are you going to differentiate that idea into the marketplace, but also how are you going to be able to meet the needs and expectations of your customers? And you have to be able to continuously reset and listen to what they have to say in order to be successful. Thank you both. I truly appreciate your time your perspectives. It's been absolutely an honor and an incredible conversation. Thank you. It's been a privilege to be on here. Yes. And uh, really, really appreciate your kind words there at the end, Chris. This has been a fun conversation.
And thanks to all of you who are listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and leave a review. Your feedback helps us improve, grow, and reach a wider audience. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, you can connect with us throughout social media and online at chrishoodshow or chrishood.com. And please share this episode with your friends, family, colleagues, or anyone else looking to grow their business and start their digital evolution. Until next week, take care and stay connected.